Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together, Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to cats. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, you can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This edition of the show is brought to you by First Watch. We are going to be talking some basketball. There's an update on an injury to a future Wildcat. Rick Pitino is officially in Greece. No, not the movie, even though him as John Travolta would be pretty entertaining. Um, We got some Josh Allen topics that we want to mention and uh, an interesting look back on some of the coaching candidates (laughs) that could have been hired instead of Mark Stoops. Um, Kyle, let's, let's start with a little football in this one. Because I'm sure you saw it on your timeline, and I saw it on mine. A lot of the, the I think the season ticket holders or I don't the K fund owners they get a Christmas card from Mark Stoops, and this year's Christmas card I thought was was pretty good from the Stoops family. Yeah, Josh Josh Allen, the National Defensive Player of the Year by pretty much everyone, uh, in a big blue sleeveless Santa uh, costume with Mark Stoops's kids. Uh, on the back. That was pretty pretty terrific. Uh, I think it said it's beginning to look a lot like dot, dot, dot on that side. And the other side was Mark and his family in uh, Citrus, I think. It's beginning to look a lot like Citrus, I believe, is what was the message. And that, I is think, w- that is what it said, and I'm a big, I think, I'm big fan of that pun. Yeah, I think Josh had, like, lemons and limes in a bowl. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was funny, and also it, it's also um, – uh, mean something because uh, as I understand it, I think Josh Allen has kind of become like a member of the Stoops family. You know, he's a father of himself uh, and that's a big part of his life and his story. And, um, you know, I, I think he feels like he owes a lot to, to Mark Stoops. I mean, we've talked a million times about his story, not, not any other offers, but Monmouth and here comes Kentucky. And now they've developed him and uh, helped to turn him into a, you know, high first round pick more than likely and national defensive player of the year from a two-star recruit and um he has obviously given the program a lot but i think they just have a a really good relationship as well i think they've become really close and i think josh has leaned on him you know about how do you how how do you be a a dad a parent um and so i think they've they have a, a special bond there i think josh probably spends a lot of time with that family i think um, you've mentioned before, and they've talked about it, that Brad White, his new position coach this year, spent a long time working in the NFL and has helped really helped polish him and get him ready for that level. Yeah. Um, they also have that relationship because Brad White is a is has a you know young child, and they have bonded over fatherhood as well. Yeah, yeah, others without a doubt, and, and both of them have mentioned that, and that, it's kind of surprising where it's it's. Something you don't think of where these guys are kind of peers when they get to the level of being uh, seniors, you know, because, you know, a lot of times a senior football player, uh, depending on their path during high school and everything, I mean, they're fully grown men. And, you know, you often talk about that in the in the football instance when a, when a true freshman does make an impact, it is so kind of even more surprising than in any other sport because they're going up against dudes that have been through a lot. I mean, five years, you know, you're, you're 23 in some instances. I mean, Josh Allen obviously was just a four-year guy, but, uh, you know, Kyle, you know this. I don't know this. I've, I'm guessing, but fatherhood <laughs> makes you grow up a little bit more. And yeah. and so, you know, you when you can bond out of those kind, kind of things, I feel like that, that could only – that only helped – 
Josh Allen and kind of his development and being able to maybe listen to his coaches in a slightly different way, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely talking to him in a different level. I think I think too, it's like okay, uh, every decision I make here is not just about me. It's about these little people or this little person. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I would guess that in a lot of instances, that helps guys uh, stay on the straight and narrow. I don't know that Josh Allen needed any help with that. I think I've I've never gotten any sense that he was anything but kind of a model citizen. But I would imagine too that it just probably cranks up the focus like if you're having a hard time getting motivated to go do the extra work it takes to become an elite player from being a two-star recruit that you know you you wake up a little better or easier uh you push through the stuff you don't like a little uh more often when you know that somebody else is Mm -hmm. really counting on you and somebody that can't help themselves like a child so um, and, and I think when those those guys that are coaching him are are helping sort of him see that picture and that message, um, that it it probably doesn't hurt as well. Yeah, I, I would I would completely agree. And I mean his, I mean we've talked about it at length on this podcast, but his growth just in every aspect from how interviews and him giving speeches now at all those award ceremonies. And obviously you just see the physical growth from when he was a freshman until it's been really, really fun to watch. And probably honestly, one of the best transformations I've got to cover on a beat, obviously Kyle, you've been covering sports a little bit longer than I, but this has been one of the most amazing stories that I've, I've seen in sports that I've specifically covered, and it, it kind of snuck up on you, honestly, with Josh Allen. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember him and all the coaches as freshmen saying, watch out for this kid. He, he's got some talent, and you kind of blow that off like, yeah, you say that about guys every year. And then now you're looking back, I'm like, wow, that was that was something. It was really cool to, to get an up-close view of it uh, with Josh Allen. The other football story we wanted to get to, uh, Mark's story, who has – is that like the best name in, in sports writing? Kyle, Mark yeah, Story. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess unless like your name was like Story Wright, <laughs> <laughs> Wright Thompson has a pretty yeah. good one too. Yeah. So, um, but Mark Story of the Lexington Herald Leader wrote in one of his columns. He looked back at some of the other guys that were in consideration um, for UK when they hired Mark Stoops, and honestly, Kyle. It's a crazy list of people, and there is only one person who I would consider have been successful, and honestly, right now, he's kind of in a little bit of hot water, but it's early in his current job, but I'll, I'll run you through some names, uh, and this maybe bring bring back some memories for you, because I know you were covering the beat and trying to get get the, the story on who was going to take over for UK football, but Gary Anderson, let me ask you, do you know where Gary Anderson's coaching right now? Uh, well, he went back to Utah State. Okay, you, you got it. Yeah, yeah. And because uh, he was at Utah State, got hired by Wisconsin, went to Wisconsin um, after he left Wisconsin, actually, which surprised a lot of people, went to Oregon State, was unsuccessful, and then he got hired back at Utah State. So that's a heck of a kind of a circular story for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean he was a, a very hot name. I think people were really excited about him as a possibility because of what he'd done at Utah State. Oregon State is a really tough job, and, you know, I think probably people underestimated what Riley had done there. Um, you know, that was, that was an odd choice to me, I think, um, to make that move. I, I don't – 
his is a really strange yeah um and for a school i mean i guess it makes sense for utah state to take them back i mean they were back in the market needing a coach but um and and some guys they just have a level like this this is your level where you're going to be successful and that may be it for for him but um i I do vividly remember him being not only being a candidate but but being some a name that um you, uh, a good number of UK fans, I think, were re- on board with and excited about. Yeah, yeah, and and another one that is kind of one that got people excited was Sonny Dykes, who obviously is kind of on the air raid tree, but he was hired at Cal and had some success, um, but was fired, and then is now at Southern Methodist University (SMU). He went five and seven this year, um, but a guy who was fired, you know, and so that kind of shows that. He didn't have the ultimate success, the build-up to success that, that Stoops had. So I don't know how that would have worked out at UK, but when you look back, it's kind of like, oh, that guy wasn't as, you know, maybe it would have worked out better at Kentucky, but he was another one that's been fired. Yeah, I, and, you know, so many people were like, you know, we got to have an air raid guy, got to have an air raid guy, Um you know, believed that Kentucky needed to stay with sort of its history, or its modern history anyway, of succeeding to a certain extent with the air raid. I think it was interesting that Mitch Barnhart said, no, I'm, we're not, we're done with the gimmicky offense, you know, try to out, you know, trick people essentially, out scheme people like mm-hmm. to win in the SEC, you have to have a great defense. And he decided I'm going to hire a defensive guy, um, which – also, it took a while, and people were going like, maybe we didn't get it right because I mean, this was the year that they finally that defense broke through in year six. It yeah. really took some time, but they did build up to it. Um, and I think you saw that like uh, uh, the reason this team was able to break through and win some games that it hasn't won in the past is and win a number of games, you know, have a win total it hasn't had in a long time. Uh, in the SEC was because the defense gave them a chance in almost every single game. Now people will throw their hands up and wish there was more offense, but they decided run the ball and play defense is going to be the ticket, and it has worked. Um, whereas in those years that they've had air raid, either you know when Stoops tried to do air raid coordinators, it didn't go well, mainly yeah. because they didn't have the personnel. Um, but in other years, it was lots of offense and zero defense, and that only won you so many games. And so um, I think it's interesting to look back now and and see, I think so many people believed it was necessary to have an offense like that. And I don't, I think Mark Stoops has proven it wasn't. And also what's happened to some of those other guys. Well, I'm going to give you a couple more names um, in just a minute. But first, I did want to let you guys know about First Watch. Kyle, I know you love First Watch with your family. Go there all the time. I've mentioned it uh, several times here, but it's it's always true. They take good care of us. Uh, never make us feel bad about having two little wild animal <laughs> children. Uh, the food is always excellent. The uh, the million dollar bacon we mention all the time. Can't uh, recommend that enough. Anytime you can get basically candied bacon, you should do it. Uh, I did in pancakes. Chicago. Yes, all the <laughs> all the pancakes and waffles are delicious. And uh, um, it is a breakfast and lunch only place, so don't show up at dinner. But uh, their breakfast and their lunch are excellent. My wife is a recruiter, and she does a lot of her uh, work meetings uh, oftentimes there. And people always uh, leave happy, I think. And we always do when we eat there uh, a lot of times on the weekends. So. 
They're Good open. Stuff. They're open from seven to two thirty p.m. every day, and they get busy. But they do have the First Watch mobile app, which you can use to check on wait times and get in line before you even get there. It's so easy. They've got three Lexing- restaurants in Lexington, all of which are locally owned, and there's a few in Louisville and Cincinnati too. So if you're up in those areas, you can still check out First Watch. So if you're listening to this, go to First Watch, get some breakfast, and tell us what you think. First Watch, yeah, it's fresh. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. So a couple of those other names, uh, Kyle, uh, I kind of said that there was one that was good, and I'll throw that one out there now. Willie Taggart took the Southern Florida job. He had a great year at Western. Then he then he went to Oregon for a year, and now he's at Florida State, and I joked about him being in some hot water. I don't know. They didn't have a successful season by their standard, but it is year one with him. And obviously, that's always a tough situation to be in, even in a new spot, even if it is a traditional kind of powerhouse. So um, he's been successful and obviously doesn't have the same job that he took uh, comparatively when he was kind of in, in the talks, in the, you know, the realm of the coaching carousel talk for Kentucky. Uh, and that's kind of the overarching thing with this. All these guys have either have been fired or have different jobs. And I think Willie Taggart is the only one, and I got uh, three quick other ones to mention, and then we'll move on to some basketball talk, that hasn't been fired, which is kind of yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah, and, you know, who knows? Taggart may have stayed long enough to get fired at one of those places if he hadn't yeah. been a, such a job hopper. And And I think people were about ready to fire him halfway through this first season at Florida State. It's been a mess. Uh, quarterback situation has been a mess largely because the offensive line situation has been a disaster at Ohio State. I mean, at Florida State, um, certainly not up to their standards. They had the famous moment in the game this year where the stands were basically empty except one old guy was sitting <laughs> up there in the middle of the game reading a book. Wasn't he a professor? They someone uh, went and yes, talked to him. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, one of our, yeah our guy for the athletic actually um, <laughs> went up into the stands and interviewed him about what he was reading and why, and it's pretty funny. Um, but, um, you know, yeah, I think, I think if you look across the board, you, you feel like you've got the right guy. Yeah. I'll, I'll roll uh, through the other names real quick, just to kind of wrap this up that, that Mark mentions in his story. And I, uh, say, say you guys should go check out his link. You can find him on Twitter. Just search it on the Herald leaders website. It was his column from, I think earlier this week, but, um, Bobby Petrino, Butch Jones, obviously Kentucky fans are aware of what happened with those guys being ri- rivals. Then Tommy Tuberville was also kind of rumored, and he went took the Cincinnati job after Butch Jones took the Tennessee job, and he resigned after three seasons because he just won four four games in his last season at UC. And Kyle, you'll famously remember there are, was one caller into the Mark Stoops show that said they wanted Tommy Tuberville. Looking at it now, that would have been a bad decision. Yeah, right to Mark Stoops' face. So, well, it was, like we should get Tommy Tuberville, not was, to his face, but to his ear. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in the inconsiderate uh, coach phone callers uh, Hall of Fame. Yes. And as the call screener on that show, I can tell you that was one of the uh, more, I don't know how to, the best word to describe it, contentious and kind of. Like, oh, these people, it was one of those moments where you're, you you know things are possible, but then when they happen, you're like, oh, crap, because the caller lied to me, obviously. I wasn't going right. to, he's going to, because I asked him what their question is, and he made up some question and then went on a rant about how he preferred Tommy Tuberville. And it's like, <laughs> wait, people lie to me sometimes. That's not cool. <laughs> yes. And that was the first time it had happened. Um, so, yeah, I, I, just looking at these names, and I, I, did I mention Mike McIntyre? He, he as well was at, at Colorado 
um, was fired after this season. He had some. He had a lot of success at Colorado in one season in 2016, where he took him to the Pac-12 title game, won 10 games with, with DJ Elliott as his defensive yeah. coordinator. Uh, yeah, and so, um, but then they'd fallen off the last two years. They started five and zero this year, and then I don't think won a game the rest of the year. And so he got he ended up getting fired. Um, but it's just crazy, like. You look at all these coaches, and Mark Stoops is the only one at the job he was hired at that season. And I guess that's kind of just a larger point overall. The coaches are just moving at a crazy clip uh, nowadays. Well, that and it's also you know it's also interesting and notable because all these guys you're talking about were established head coaches. Yeah, and like Mark Stoops was an assistant. Mm-hmm. He'd never been a head coach. And these guys had head coaching experience, and so uh, that makes it maybe more impressive. And you know, I'd say for as much you know crap as he's gotten about you know the year that he extended Mark Stoops when they were like five and one, and then they didn't win another game. Mitch Barnhart was probably wise to, if he believed Mark Stoops had the right plan and the right you know things in motion, to just be loyal and 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 patient with him um you know and year six it has really paid off i mean just think about to go from two and ten under joker to two and ten that first season under stoops which i don't think anybody held against them mm-hmm. because of the talent level uh to five and seven to five and seven both years where you really just were don't collapse at the end of the season second half of the season and you go to a bowl game to breaking through to a bowl game that next year uh, back-to-back seven and five seasons you know the second one people are saying oh we could have had more that year too uh, and then this year you get kind of get it you kind of get through um, some of the you have those breakthroughs with one lapse you know I think everybody still knows the Tennessee game was a lapse but you know not many lapses when you go nine and three and, and yeah. to now be in a position to beat Penn State a traditional power and a major bowl game to get the 10 wins for the first time since 1977 um they got the right guy and they were, you know, they treated him right even when he wasn't perfect and kind of let him grow into the job, you know, trusting that even a guy who hadn't been a head coach over some of these other candidates who had um, could get it done and learn and grow into the position uh, has really, really paid off for Kentucky. And I would say, too, it's like it's an it's an inexact science, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody should get too much praise or criticism for identifying or not identifying the right dude in some of these situations, because I think you would have, I think almost anybody would have said if they'd hired Anderson, Gary Anderson from Utah state with what he'd done there, you would have said, this seems like a really good hire for a program like Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and it may have been a total disaster. Probably would have been based on what we've seen. Yep, and, or he would have, you know, it would have been, and that's the balance you got to strike as well, as you mentioned, kind of Kyle. Uh, the guys are hopping too, so you know he he was one that was leaves a place like Wisconsin and goes to a place that isn't a traditional power, and then he kind of gets bit and has to go back to where he was originally, you know, Utah State. So it all came full circle for him. Coming up next, we got uh, another quick injury update on a basketball player of the future, and Kyle and I are going to have some more fun at Rick Patino's expense. But I do need to tell you guys once again about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. And if you've been traveling around for the holidays and you've missed some bowl games, well, you don't need to do that anymore because you need to get Sling TV. You can get ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and a bunch more sports channels 
for just 30 bucks a month. And if you're sick of paying for 20 channels you never use, Sling TV is the thing for you. You can watch college football, college basketball, NBA, all kinds of things. Stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel anytime. And right now, Locked On listeners can get a seven-day free trial of Sling TV by going to SLING.com. That's SlingTV.com slash locked on. SlingTV.com slash locked on. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The injury update I have for you on the previous podcast of this one, I told you about Dante Allen's knee injury. Uh, there was an update I saw from Zach Clemmy, who works for a paper up in northern Kentucky, obviously covers Pendleton County, and he tweeted out, Pendleton County coach Keaton Belcher reports Dante Allen will not play in the Ashland Invitational Tournament this week. MRI is scheduled for tonight at UK, still limping badly from the fall on Saturday. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, so we'll probably know more, and we'll keep you up to date on that as news comes out with Dante Allen. If you want to hear from Dante Allen in the podcast previous to this one, I uh, got a chance to talk to him when I went up to his games a couple weeks ago. So the hit, an interview with him is in the podcast before this one. So go back and check it out. And you can hear a little bit more from the in-state commit for Kentucky basketball. I should say in-state signee because signing day has passed and he is good to go. But in this time of giving, Kyle, Rick Patino just is the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, you couldn't write a script. Well, you could write a script, but I don't know if anybody would truly believe it because... He's gone from not coaching to coaching to never coaching again to now taking a job for a Greek basketball team that I'm going to try to pronounce and I'm going to fail, but this will make it fun. Panathianikos? Is that how how close do you think I am? (laughs) I don't know. Not going to try. I'll leave you alone on that one. And I'll read you his latest tweet. Well, actually, I won't read the latest tweet. I'll read his second most recent tweet because his latest tweet is what I'm assuming is Greek. And I think it says Merry Christmas. And then it says Petuitos. I don't (laughs) think there is a Greek translation for Petuitos. But um, his tweet on Christmas was, Wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. I want to thank Demetrius Yanakaputos Lowe's. I don't know. I didn't say that right. (laughs) For the unique opportunity to coach Panathianikos, great tradition, I'm fired up to help. And apparently today it was reported he landed. He's in Greece, Kyle. Yeah, and there's already a picture out of him uh, instructing and practice with three other apparently coaches in hoodies with arms folded and bewildered looks on their faces. Uh, This is going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what... Uh, what the new Greek freak? Uh, <laughs> what has? <laughs> Are you calling bring, Patino the new Greek freak? Yes, in a different <laughs> connotation. Um, what he has, to, has, what he brings to the table there with the uh, the Grecian team. Oh my gosh, I, it's just crazy. Like this, this kind of roller coaster we've all been on with Rick Patino. And now he's taken this job at, and I'm sure most UK fans have heard this story, but it, where it was updated today and we hadn't talked about it, I thought we'd mention it. Um, you know, the team he's joining 
is is won a lot. I guess they're probably the most the, the biggest power in in Greek basketball or one of them. So they they win a lot, but they haven't had success on the the European level, which you know, I guess that's kind of if you want to like draw an analogy, and it's obviously not perfect, but you kind of have like conferences as your country, and then you go play in the bigger tournaments, and that's the NCAA. That's not a perfect analogy, but I believe that's how it kind of works. And they haven't had the success on the European level, um, despite winning a, a bunch in in Greece. Um, I, I don't know. Like, have you asked the athletic to send you over there to cover this? <laughs> this whatever's going to happen. I believe Jeff Greer had his travel request in the moment that uh, the moment that news broke. Uh, that'd be a pretty sweet assignment. It but, would be. Uh, yeah, I, I would love. I, I've I've been to Greece and it is uh, is very beautiful. Um, I I'm curious to see like how this plays out um, in terms of like if he's if he has a, a ton of success. Is the is I assume the end game is that he wants to get an NBA coaching and doesn't want to deal anymore with the NCAA. Um, well, that's that was my you know, like, kind of if like, he wins big over there. Like, does that does that open the door for him to coach an NBA team, or is that what he's thinking it would open the door for? Um, I would think I know so. that there was the early reports where he was interested and in wanting to talk to people about NBA jobs, and I would imagine right now most people were just kind of rolling their eyes at him, mm-hmm. but. You know, if he goes over there and, you know, wins on that level, which is not, you know, it's, it is not an insignificant level of basketball. I think it would be impressive if he can, um, you know, make that uh, a really high level international team. Then, you know, there's such an international flavor in the NBA right now. And so many uh, guys who are coming over as players from that league. And there have been some coaches that have uh, come over as well. Uh, you know, yeah, I could see. I could see maybe that being the path to getting him an NBA job, but could he get an NBA head coaching job or would he have to go, you know, be a top assistant? I don't know, but I, I, I have to assume that that is his end goal unless it is just to like get off the radar of the American media and, uh, wait a minute. Have, um, <laughs> have we need, we need to check the laws. Can you be extradited from, from Greece? Maybe, maybe something new is going to pop up in the next round of, uh, the basketball trials that are going to go on in here. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a question too. Maybe maybe the if the FBI uh, <laughs> keeps flipping people, uh, maybe he's over there fleeing fleeing oh, extradition. Goodness. I don't know. All right, but uh, that would be God. What a t- what a turn that would be if he's like, I'm never coming back from <laughs> Greece. You'll have to hunt me down. Him on the move, <laughs> just like running around the Greek mountainside, evading, <laughs> evading authorities. Yeah. I guess uh, the NCAA can't touch him over there at the very I would guess not. <laughs> um, so, all right, we'll wrap real quick. Just, Kyle, how was the Christmas? Oh, it was excellent. The kids were, uh, we've been home in Tennessee and, and are here now and going to be back in time for all the pregame and game day UK U of L festivities, which we'll talk more about, but um, that was awesome. Got to see both sets of uh, grandparents and some of my kids' great grandparents as well. And they got a kitchen for Christmas. They're really excited about and a bunch of like cookware and baby cookware and dishes, and they love to pretend like they're cooking all the time. So they uh, they really enjoyed it. It was it was neat because it was the first year they I think they understand what Christmas is. They can say Santa. Uh-huh. Um, and so I'm looking forward to next year. There'll be three next year, and I think it'll be 
the most fully aware uh, or the first fully aware Christmas. But uh, it's neat. It's always fun to watch little kids get really excited about Christmas. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Got a niece. And if you follow me on Twitter or wherever, you've seen pictures of her, just like you've seen pictures of Kyle's kids. But uh, I got her dancing Elmo. She's just over one, so I guess 13 months or something along those lines. Um, and she obviously doesn't know the the full concept, but she knows she likes to play with Elmo. So she kind of was to the point where she can unwrap partially. And then when she saw that the gift was Elmo, she started freaking out because she wanted it right then. And I'm sure you've, you've been a part of that. And then as a parent, Kyle, you've probably experienced this. You're trying to get something out of the box as quickly as possible. And it's not to the satisfactory of the little human. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and they really, really want to play with it. So that was that was probably the highlight of my Christmas, uh, just being able to kind of see that. So we hope you all had a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Kyle mentioned Jeff Greer uh, a little bit ago, his colleague from The Athletic who covers Louisville. We are going to talk to him on the next edition of this podcast to preview Kentucky-Louisville. Obviously, that's coming. And we will we'll talk a little bit more probably about Penn State as well in the upcoming podcast. Until then, be sure to be following at LockedOnUK. You can follow Kyle on Twitter. At Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. I am at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Thank you so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Um, uh, you know. And took the Tennessee job after Butch Jones. Or, not an inconsi- inco- insignificant, excuse me.